0: If you're a tea drinker, you've got a head start on today's GeoQuiz. We're looking for the name of a town in the eastern Indian state of West Bengal. This town in the foothills of the Himalayas gives its name to one of the world's most popular tea varieties. It's a
1: tea with a distinctive flavor. It's a smooth taste. It doesn't quite fully quench you because it doesn't have that overpoweringly powerful taste of some teas slightly grassy it's really a a lovely taste
0: yeah i wish i had a cup of it right now hang on just five seconds for the answer New York Times reporter Jim Yardley has written about the tea growers of this area and their efforts to protect their legendary and unique variety. Jim, where is this tea growing area?
1: It's in an area called Darjeeling, which is in the very northern point of the state of West Bengal, really the foothills of the Himalayas. It's quite gorgeous, actually. I was there a few weeks ago, and the sky was clear, and the third highest mountain in the world, Kanchenjunga, was literally floating over the city. It's a spectacular peak. So it's a sort of an alpine region. It used to be a British hill station, and now there's a city, and it's surrounded by foothills covered with tea estates. So, Darjeeling
0: India is the answer to the geo-quiz. Now, some 88 million pounds of tea is sold as Darjeeling on the global market each year, Jim. And yet, Darjeeling tea gardens in India only produce about 20 million pounds of tea. So, where does all this other tea come from that passes for Darjeeling?
1: Well, this has sort of been going on for a long time. But what's happened is Darjeeling tea is very popular globally. It's sort of a unique tasting tea. It can be very mellow and four or five times more expensive than Sort of lesser Indian teas. And so what happens is uh, there was a lot of adulteration going on where importers in Europe were buying Darjeeling and then blending it with other teas and then repackaging it and marketing it as Darjeeling. Um, There were also some instances where growers in Sri Lanka or Nepal or other places were growing Darjeeling from Sri Lanka (laughs) or something like that. And so what happened is the tea growers in Darjeeling sort of realized they needed to protect their product because they also realized if they could sort of cut down on the blended teas, they would control the product and the price would probably go up as well. So what they did is through the Indian Tea Board and Indian officials, they got what is called a geographic indication, which is a category sort of under the World Trade Organization rules and negotiations over intellectual property. It's the reason that whiskey from, from Scotland is the only whiskey that can be sold as Scotch whiskey. So the Darjeeling tea growers were sort of pursuing a similar strategy, and that process took a long time. But earlier this year, the EU agreed to recognize Darjeeling tea as a geographic indication product. And over the next five years, they've agreed to phase out this blended tea. So basically five years from now, presumably in Europe, the only Darjeeling you can buy has actually been grown and produced in Darjeeling. Wow. Tell us what
0: life is like on these tea plantations in Darjeeling, these tea gardens, as some call them. And more importantly, what's life like for the tea pickers who do all the manual labor?
1: Well, I think tea pickers uh, in many ways have a life that hasn't changed very much over the years. And today, many of the people working on these plantations are fourth and fifth generation. They live on the tea gardens. The women, they're provided a small house, um, medical care, uh, food, and daily wage. And the women usually are the main pluckers. They go out in the foothills and the plucking season is actually divided into four seasons. They're called flushes. But actually much of the way tea is produced today, as I understand it, is not much different than it was 100 years ago. What's your favorite flush? I, they were serving me second flush and it was quite good, I have mm. to say. Did you manage to sit down for a proper cup of
0: Darjeeling and does it uh, kind of entail any special ritual?
1: I think what i found interesting about it is i'm used to drinking tea all over india and it's just an accepted ritual in, in indian life if you go visit anyone you'll get a cup of tea and in darjeeling i sat down uh, with a man named Raman uh data he has been in the tea business for a long time and we were in an old hotel and we were brought our tea on very elegant trays And instead of it being sort of doused with sugar and with milk, as is usually the case where I go in India, there was nothing in it. We just drank it as it was, and we appreciated it. And uh, you you can't let it steep for too long, as I understand it. And basically about three minutes or else it becomes too bitter. But every time I had it, it was perfect.
0: Yeah, well, when the tea is as good as Darjeeling, you don't really need to do anything to it, do you?
1: No, not at all. And that was kind of nice.
0: New York Times reporter Jim Yardley speaking with us from New Delhi. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tea pluckers and lush green tea gardens. We've got some great photos and a link to Jim Yardley's New York Times story at theworld.org. This is PRI.